everybody, and welcome to episode number 51 of the story behind the tunes. My name is Calvin Volrath. I'm a fiddle player from St. Paul, Alberta, Canada, and I got about 800 tunes, and they all got stories. Right now, you're listening to Fiddlin' Web. It's a tune that I wrote, I believe, in 2015. It was released in 2016 on an album called TGIF, which means, thank God it's fiddle. Fiddle and Webb, and that's for Webb Acheson. Webb was a great fiddle player and composer of tunes, and I think he came from Bancroft, Ontario. I met him at the Pembroke Fiddle Contest. Uh, wonderful, wonderful fiddle player, a wonderful man. He inspired lots of people. And uh, back in 2021, uh, uh, Webb passed away, sadly. want to thank Webb so much for inspiring that tune. That was the great Jeremy Russo playing the piano, and old Calvis is playing the rest of the instruments. Way back in the late 1990s, I got hired to teach at, uh, at the, it was the Victoria University over in Victoria, British Columbia. The lady that was putting on that uh, uh, music program, her name was Francine Watson. She hired myself and I think maybe Patty Kusturek and Trent Bruner, and we went out there and taught students for a week, and it was wonderful. We went two or three times. Dr. Francine Watson was her name. She came out to Emma Lake one year as well. Well, I wrote her a tune, and it was popular back in the day. This is called Francine's Waltz.
Hey, there's a good old-time waltz right there. That one's built for the old-time dance hall, that's for sure. Francine's Waltz. Thank you, Francine Watson, for the inspiration in that. It was released on an album in 1998 called Thanks to Emma. The great Trent Bruner playing the piano. Old Cal's playing the rest of the instruments. I've been so fortunate over the years to have uh, fiddle players, fellow fiddle players, uh, play my tunes and like my tunes. And I've had lots of popular ones, you know, the tunes that fiddlers are playing in fiddle contests and jamming on and whatever. And, you know, probably the most popular tune that I wrote was released in 1989 uh, on an album called New and Used. The name of the tune is called Fly in the Puddin'. And I'll tell you the story after you hear it. Here we go. Fly in the Puddin'. Puddin' right there. Hey, that was released in 1989 on an album called uh, New and Used. Uh, the, hey, the story on this tune, I, uh, I taught at the Emma Lake Fiddle Camp the very first year in 1988. 
Um, and from Emma Lake, then I got hired to go guest artist and judge in Govan, Saskatchewan at their fiddle contest down there. And that was a two-day event. And I had Mike Elliott from Nova Scotia with me uh, playing piano. And uh, when that contest was over, a Sunday morning, we hopped in the car uh, and we were heading back to my place in Edmonton where Mike and I had, uh, oh, I was living in Edmonton at the time. And Mike was coming out to play at the big fair in Edmonton with me, Klondike Days, and Patty Kusterek and her mother Eva, they were coming out to Edmonton because the Grand North American Fiddle Championships was happening the next weekend, and they were coming to spend the week. So they were following me back to Edmonton, and we stopped at a, a gas station in Lloyd Minister, Alberta, Alberta, Saskatchewan. It's right on the Alberta-Saskatchewan border. And I believe it was a shell station and they had a, it was a truck stop. There was lots of truckers in the parking lot there. And hey, whenever I seen lots of trucks in the parking lot at a restaurant, you know, that's probably pretty good food uh, or lots of it anyways. Anyways, we pulled into there and hey, uh, it was uh, all getting to be close to supper time on uh, Sunday night. And uh, we pulled in, sat down and the special was a roast beef special and Hey, you got soup and salad, and you got dessert with that and everything. It was really, really good. And, and for uh, for for dessert, they had butterscotch pudding, which I just absolutely love. And I can remember, I'm, I'm no cook, but I can remember when I was younger and my mom would make butterscotch pudding. Sometimes there would be what she called burn bubbles in her in her pudding. And I think it was from maybe not mixing it up good enough. But in them little burn bubbles, those were just little pockets of sugar. And whenever you had one of those, they were sweet. It was like eating candy. And I just love that. And so when I ate my uh, butterscotch pudding this day in Lloyd Minister, I had a couple of burn bubbles in there. And oh, it was so good. And everybody was eating away. And Patty's mom, Eva, she come to finish her meal, and she didn't want her butterscotch pudding. She was full. Anybody want my dessert? Well, I put up my finger. I said, yeah, I'll take that. And I looked. I said, it was like I won the lottery. She had a couple of burn bubbles in hers as well. Well, I had the first burn bubble there, and oh, it was just like eating candy. I just love that. And then the second one, it was even a little bit more, uh, it had a little bit more volume to it. And as I was getting it close to my mouth, I noticed, oh, what is this? It was not a burn bubble. It was a fly. It was a fly in the pudding. I went, oh my God, thank God that didn't go in my mouth. Well, I said, everybody said, oh my God, it's a fly in the pudding. Somebody said, "That's uh, you'll be writing the tune about that, I know it. So I went, yeah, I suppose it's going to make a good title. And, and you know, many, many years before that, I was playing on a tune that 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 I was writing. I guess it would really just started out as an as an exercise of playing arpeggios, practicing arpeggios. I didn't know they were arpeggios at the time, uh, but it all sounded real cool, and it was just a little pattern that I was doing. But it sure wasn't Don Messer. It wasn't anything like I grew up with. And so I never really played it for anybody because I was a little bit too embarrassed because it was almost like rock and roll. Not that now I'm older and I know it wasn't rock and roll either, but it was out of the norm. It was outside the box and I never played it for anybody. And, and I started playing this tune again when I started thinking about fly in the pudding. I thought this tune right here, maybe this is fly in the pudding. So that's how that story come all about. Recorded it in uh, February of 1989. 
And we were live in the studio in uh, in Edmonton, downtown Edmonton. Dean McElwain owned the studio. And the band, I had Tim Lent on drums, a good buddy of mine. He played in the country band with Danny Hooper with me and, oh, Wheel Haas, all, the, all these different bands. A great drummer. Les Vincent on bass. Uh, Larry Guthrie on piano. And Larry was a rocker. He had never really played country or he never really played fiddle music before. But I joined up with this band called Clearwater. Les Vincent was in the band playing bass and Larry Guthrie. And we were a country band, but Larry came from the rock and roll school. He's a great singer and uh, and he loved playing the fiddle music. So he's playing piano on this. Richard Cherneski and Ralph Ament are playing uh, uh, guitar on here. Richard's playing the electric uh, uh, guitar and uh, Ralph is playing the acoustic rhythm. Old Calvis is looking after the old fiddle, the old script right there. Fly in the pudding. In 1992, I went to the Canadian Grandmasters Fiddling Contest in Ottawa to enter the contest. And it wasn't about going and winning or nothing like that. I was going down to try to uh, make a name for myself. Hopefully, somebody in the crowd might like what I was doing and I'd get hired. And I went down and played pretty much all Calvin music that nobody knew. And for my fourth tune, for my tune of choice, I played Flying the Puddin'. And it, the place kind of went, wow, they hadn't, they hadn't heard anything like that up here in Canadian fiddling before. And it became very, very popular. More people have recorded this tune. I don't even know how many people have recorded it. I know I, I'm going out to see Natalie McMaster and Danelle Leahy. Well, they're playing the tune in their shows just I'm just absolutely tickled and honored that uh, everybody has uh, taken to fly in the pudding. Yeah. You ever been there just kind of sitting there minding your own business when all of a sudden you kind of get an itchy back and you can't reach it? So you ask somebody to, hey, scratch my back. And you say, they're right over by the right shoulder. So they start scratching over to the left, over to, oh, now down, because it just kind of seems to be galloping around all over the place. Oh, my God. I'm sure we've all felt that. Anyways. I wrote a tune. This is called the Gallopin' Itch Jig.
Okay, over to the right. No, 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 down. Oh, yeah, yeah, right there. Oh, no, no, up, left. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, there. oh, sorry, we're back. The galloping itch jig. Yeah, I'm sure we've all experienced the galloping itch. You gotta love it. This was released on an album in 2005 called Strings of Pearl. Paul Dassier, the great Paul Dassier from Quebec, playing the piano. Old Kelvis is playing everything else. When the pandemic hit back in March of 2020, us musicians, we ran into a brick wall. What are we going to do? Well, hey, many of us have found a new way to uh, try to stay afloat and uh, make a living. And I kind of got into doing some video editing and doing the online workshops, the online camp. And I thought about doing a podcast, uh, just telling the story of my tunes. When I was out performing, I was always playing my tunes and telling the stories, and people love the stories. So I started the podcast, The Story Behind the Tunes, in hopes that people will enjoy the show, direct them to my website, calvinvolrath.com, to hopefully purchase a CD or an MP3 digital download. I've got all my albums are, are on uh, my website. You can download them immediately. And it's similar to iTunes, but better than iTunes, because at iTunes, you get the audio. You don't get any credits or anything like that. On my website, you get the cover. You get all the credits, who played on, all the stories of the tunes. I always type in there why the tune is called what it is. CalvinVolrath.com is where you go. I also have all the sheet music. I've got it in, and you can download it as a as a as a book or individual sheets. Everything's listed in alphabetical order. I have video lessons on Camp Calvin, and so if you're enjoying the podcast and enjoying what I'm doing, and you believe in uh, music and musicians, you'd be doing me a great favor if you would go to my website and purchase a CD. We got lots of CDs we can mail everywhere in the world or you can download anything immediately. CalvinVolrath.com On last week's episode, I talked about uh, how I live in St. Paul and I'm trying to write uh, tunes for uh, the surrounding communities that uh, we have up in our neck of the woods here. And uh, when we go to Edmonton, we drive by a small little community called Harry Hill. It's, uh, oh, I would say maybe 40 minutes uh, southwest of St. Paul on our way to Edmonton. I think it was a thriving community at one time, and now there's not much there. A few houses in the town and got a big valley there. You got to drive down a big hill and up the other side and kind of a beautiful part of the world. And I, I wrote a tune, called it Harry Hill. Here we go. Thank you. 
that's kind of a hairy tune right there. Harry Hill. That was released on an album in 2019 called The Gift. Jeremy Russo, the great Jeremy Russo, playing the piano. And for something different, I enlisted the services of Jeremiah McDade from Edmonton to play the soprano sax. I had seen somewhere on the interweb, on the internet, somebody playing some fiddle tunes along with a saxophone player. And I thought it sounded so cool. And I said, I know a guy in Edmonton that would be able to just nail this. He's a great fiddle player and a wonderful guitar player as well and in all styles of music. And so I fired this tune off to him. He's got his own little studio at home as well. Said, how about putting some saxophone on there? And he laid down the soprano sax, Jeremiah McDade. Absolutely love that. Back when my daughter Tanya, I think she turned 13 years old, I bought her a fiddle. And she had been playing fiddle before that, uh, playing on one of my fiddles. I don't think she had her own fiddle. But I thought it was time that she had her own fiddle. And she was fiddling real good. Um, I bought a, a, a fiddle from Myers Music. And, and I knew for a, a young girl like that, Color was going to be important. So I called my friend Alphonse Delory. Fonsi Delory, who was who is a painter. I said, uh, hey, any chance you I can get you to paint this fiddle in a in a color that's gonna suit a 13-year-old girl? Uh, he said, What color? I said, I don't know. Find one and let me know. He found a color called Greta's Rose. It's kind of a pink color. And you know what? When he painted that fiddle. It kind of improved. It really did improve the sound of the fiddle. The fiddle sounded really, really nice. And I thought the name Greta's Rose would make a beautiful title for a tune. So I wrote a waltz and called it Greta's Rose.
Hey, I can tell you that waltz right there, Greta's Rose, was so popular way back in the day when that came out. We heard it in fiddle contest in all the classes. We heard it in the open class and heard it in the junior class, the senior class. Hey, tickled my heart pink. <laughs> Greta's Rose. There you go. Thanks to Fonsie for picking that uh, color and inspiring that title right there. That's the great Trent Bruner on the piano. Hey, I'm playing the fiddle. And that was released in 1994 on a uh, straight to dat. That was direct to dat tape, no multi-tracking there, on an album called Red River Trails. Um, it was just released on cassette, but you can get that on my website as a digital download now. You look under calvinvolrath.com, and then you look at Volmart MP3s, one of the tabs on there, and then scroll down to you find live studio recordings, and you will see uh, Red River Trails uh, put together with another tune. I think it's Métis Old Time Dance Tunes, it was called. Kind of putting two old albums together for the price of one. I met a fella at the Pembroke uh, Fiddle Contest in the Fiddle Park, his name, Al McVicker. He's living in Nova Scotia, but many years before that, he tells me he was living in a in a, an area in Quebec called Harrington Valley, and I guess they had quite a, a fiddle community there. He asked me if I could write a tune and call it the Harrington Valley Two-Step. I obliged him, and this is another tune that has become so popular, getting played all over Canada and United States, and I believe in Scotland as well. This is the Harrington Valley Two-Step.
<laughs> there we go. The Harrington Valley two-step. What a dandy. I had so much fun playing that over the years at dances and jam sessions and having everybody play along with that tune. It's a good one. Uh, Charlie Walden down in the States, he's taught it to many folks, and I see people on the Internet playing it all over the place. Thanks so much to Al McVicker for and requesting uh, the Harrington Valley two-step. We got a good one. It was released in an album on uh, in uh, 2000, and the album was called Fiddlenium Volume Number 2. Uh, no piano on this one this time, but we've got uh, the great Freddie Pelche playing the acoustic lead guitar and the great Richard Cherniski playing the uh, electric lead guitar. Woo! I can't even tell you how special it was for me to have those two boys sitting in my studio as they were laying down the guitars. We did many albums together, and uh, Freddie would drive in from Saskatchewan, for, and uh, Richard would come up from Edmonton. They'd stay at our place here for about a week, sit in the basement, and we'd put the stuff together. These guys would play. I had the best seat in the house, let me tell you. It was some fun. Time for another 6-8 tune here right now. This is a tune that Randy Foster, my good buddy Randy Foster from Ottawa, Randy the Fiddle and Fireman, we put this together, and I believe it must have been at the Emma Lake Fiddle Camp. We'd spend, Randy would be there for two or three weeks every year. I'd be there for four weeks, and uh, we wrote lots of stuff together there. And uh, this is a, a, a tune uh, I've played over in Shetland a number of times over the years. And they have a little community over there called Gulberwick. And this tune reminds me of maybe something that might get played in Shetland. And uh, I, I told Randy, I said, it reminds me of a Shetland kind of a tune. And would you mind if we called it Gulberwick March? He thought it was great. Here we go. This is Gulberwick March.
There we go. The Gulberwick March. A dandy little tune right there. I can actually hear in my head the, the Scottish snare. I'm sure that is inspired on my part anyways of going over to Shetland and hearing the great fiddle music over there. All the great fiddle players we heard. And Randy, uh, he loves the Scottish music as well. So Randy, thank you so much for helping me out put that little tune together right there. That was released on an album in 2003 called New Fiddle Classics. The great Trent Bruner on piano. Old Kelvis is playing the rest of the instruments. Hey, well, it's time to give a shout-out to my good buddy Mike Gilmore at Collector's Corner Violins. Hey, all your fiddle needs, violin needs, whatever you need, Mike Gilmore is the guy. He's located in Edmonton, Alberta. He has a website, ccviolins.ca. He's got a great selection of uh, fine, fine instruments, student-grade instruments, uh, bows, whatever you need, strings, chin rests, chin pads, shoulder rests, whatever you need. I'll tell you what, he can ship worldwide. He's a great repairman of fiddles as well. He's repaired a number of my fiddles over the years and set up lots of them. He's a great supporter of fiddle music in Canada, the fiddle organizations and the young fiddlers giving everybody a break, whatever he can. Go check him out, ccviolins.ca. Old Michael, he won't do you no wrong. Way back at the Emma Lake Fiddle Camp days, there was a lady there that would drive all the way up, all by herself, from Malacca, Minnesota. Hey, she'd come up in her van, and a dear, dear lady loves to play the fiddle. Uh, she'd come to Emma Lake every year, and then she hired me five years in a row to go teach at a a, a one-day workshop that she would put on in Malacca, uh, Minnesota. It was wonderful. I'd fly down there. We'd teach all day in the school. Then we'd have a big barn dance back at their farm. Her and Art, they'd put on this big old barn dance and huge, huge fun. Great lady. They used to travel out to my uh, CD release concert every year. Got to be good friends. And Her name is Gloria Shoning. Well, way back in the day, I wrote her this waltz. This is called Gloria's Waltz. <laughs>
call a special, special waltz for a special, special, special lady, Gloria Shoning from Malacca, Minnesota. Um, Just a few years back, Gloria lost her good husband, Art. What a great team they were. And we, Ray and I, we would travel down to Arizona to go play some music and uh, vacation a little bit. And we'd run into Art and Gloria down there. They were spending the winter months in around Yuma, Arizona. Great, great people. I hope you're doing just fine, Gloria. We look forward to seeing you sometime in the future. And a little tidbit on that waltz right there. When April Virch won the Canadian Grand Masters Fiddling Championships, and the year was 97, 98, something like that, if she didn't play Gloria's Waltz and uh, brought her the big title. I composed this, I believe, in 1997. It was released in 1998 on an album called Jiggin' at the OK Corral. Trent Bruner playing the piano. Old Calvis is playing the rest of the instruments. Hey, you hear me talk lots about the Pembroke Fiddle Contest in Fiddle Park. I've met so many wonderful people there. Uh, One of the the great fiddle players, Yvonne Courier, great, great fiddle player, passed away here just a couple of years ago. Well, whenever you've seen Yvonne, you would see his better half, Florence Downey. She's a rhythm guitar player, and she was at all all the fiddle dudes that, you know, after I was playing around Ontario or Quebec, and Yvonne was there, Yvonne and Florence were there. And she loved the country music. She would go to all the country music jams in and around Montreal, and I knew that I had to write her a tune in the country music style. This is called Florence Downey Country. <laughs>
that ain't country music right there, you can call me tiny. I'll tell you what, I love country music and the sound of a steel guitar. Florence, you inspired that tune. Thank you so much for inspiring that. That's the great Mr. Bruce Hoffman. He's playing the steel guitar and the electric lead guitar. Bruce comes from the United States, but he's now living just south of Calgary in a town called High River. A wonderful, wonderful musician. Played years with Mel Tillis and Buck Trent and everybody down in Branson and touring the world. And old Kelvis, he's playing the rest of the instruments. We got time for one more tune in episode number 51 of the story behind the tunes. Hard to believe that episode number 52 is coming next week. Anyways, about three and a half hours directly west of Edmonton on the Yellowhead Trail, you're going to come into the Rocky Mountains, the beautiful Rocky Mountains, and the town of Jasper, Alberta. An absolute gem of a spot. I don't care where you are in the world. Uh, it don't get any more beautiful than that. And just maybe 20 minutes before you get to Jasper, you cross a river and they got the sign right there that says Fiddle River. I thought, isn't that nice? Isn't that kind of cute? I played the fiddle and they got the Fiddle River. Well, one time I was up there and I stopped and took a picture beside the sign and beside the river. I thought, well, if nobody else is going to do it, I better do it. And because it's in the mountains... I wrote a tune that sounds like it comes from the mountains. This is called Fiddle River.
Middle River. I like that. And tells me, got to take another drive out to Jasper sometime soon. My wife is a skier. She loves the ski hill over there. And I'm not a skier, but I like going and I get inspired when I'm out there. This was released in 2015 on an album called Certified Canadian Fiddler. Jeremy Russo playing the piano on there. Love him to pieces. I'm playing the rest of the instruments. Well, that's it. Episode number 51 of the stories behind the tunes in the books. I hope you've enjoyed it. Hey, do me a favor. Let your friends know about uh, this podcast and all these episodes. They can go back and listen right from day one, episode number one. They can download them into their iPhones or whatever they've got for smartphones or whatever. And you can listen to it as you're driving down the highway. All kinds of boring stuff on the radio. Just kidding. I'll keep you entertained as you get going down the road. Pass it on. And thanks so much to everybody that has sent old Cal a tip, a little donation, because you're enjoying the show. Really do appreciate that. You can find the link in uh, in the description in whatever podcast feed that you're listening from. And once again, if you can find it in your heart to go to uh, www.calvinvolrath.com and have a look at my CDs. We can mail out CDs or you can purchase any of my albums, digitally download them immediately as MP3s. We got music books, we got sheet music, we got all kinds of stuff. Check it out. And if you've got any fiddle needs at all, if you need a fiddle, you need to get a fiddle fixed, you need to get a new bow, or you need to get your bow rehaired, you need strings, you need a shoulder pad, you need a jam or a jelly, oh, maybe not that, but you go to ccviolins.ca and get a hold of Mike Gilmore. He's absolutely great. He can ship anywhere in the world. Until next time, everybody, you take care, stay safe, and have a good day.